Don't let building your personal finance be intimidating. Today, we're going to talk about ways to untangle your finances. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully, you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling Your Finances. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Mo actually just said it. Uh, he's got the steps to untangle your personal financial life. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins here, as, as always, with Mo Param, the star of the show. <laughs> Mo is the, <laughs> the star of the show. Mo is, of course, with Cloudvestors, the fiduciary firm that is uh, recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. Mo, how are you today? Here we go. Uh, it's podcast um, number 45, by the way. Oh, 45. Good yeah. number. Good yeah. number. Uh, yeah, I'm just soaking in all the applause and mm-hmm. the standing ovation. That's so, right. Yeah. That's yes, right. Thank you. Thank uh, you, everyone. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so funny. here we go again. Man, you cover so much. And I think Mo has covered everything. Now, no, you keep coming back with more and uh, to, to cover in, in your financial life all the way from I always think of it as when you start working up until you retire and then into your retirement. And right, this. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, it, it, it doesn't start. I mean, it doesn't stop. Right. There's so many different layers to your finances like you but you mentioned it like you hit it right in the head it's it's usually when you start generating an income Mm -hmm. right and that could be at 18 years old right you get your first job now how do you manage a budget or how do you manage this inflow of cash that you're getting that you're not used to right so from then all the way up through retirement there's so many different layers and different steps and processes that uh, that we help our clients with so you know, no matter what stage you are in your life during that during that window, understanding how finances, understanding how money works, uh, is is just more education. It's just more of a tool to jet fuel you from point A to point B. And nobody does everything perfectly, but we try to get as close to perfect as we can. And of course, that's your goal on this podcast. So we're going to look at just some of the basic steps you should be taking and moves you should be making and strategies you should have in your financial life. In in light of the uh, the podcast we just did on debt to income ratio, how about we start with this? In your financial life, you're dreaming of the large purchase, maybe the boat or whatever it would be, <laughs> rather than put yourself in debt to get it safe for it yeah yeah you know that's that's the key thing you know uh we unfortunately you know some of us live in this microwave society right where everything just needs to to be done immediately we need to make those big purchases whether like you said boat right i need that boat today what can i do to get this boat right Mm -hmm. right now and an easy way to do it if you don't have the cash is well i have plastic Right. I have plastic and I can borrow or I can get a loan and, you know, immediately satisfy that need, that want. Right. But then how many times do we come back from the from the store and say, oh, my gosh, do I really need that? Do I really want that? Buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse. That's right. So instead of instead of, you know, hitting your credit card for those large purchases or those, uh, you know, those big purchases, Save for it. 
right? And so something like a sinking fund is a good idea. And what a sinking fund is, it's just an account, right? Whether it's a, I would use a uh, money market account or a savings account, right? Or even your checking account, but just something that's liquid, right? Because the idea behind the sinking fund is that you're going to use it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you regularly save, uh, I typically say like on a monthly basis, right? You just typically save monthly for these expenses, you know? So um, if it's, you know, uh, car maintenance, right? Well, I probably need some new tires fairly soon, right? Or that boat or home repairs or furniture or something of that sort, right? If you know, okay, I'll need about four grand for whatever it is, whatever this purchase is, right? Or vacation, right? Whatever the purchase is. Mm -hmm. Then start saving on a monthly basis, you know, 200 bucks here, 100 bucks here. Um, And then all of a sudden you'll have the cash available to make those purchases, right? So it's a sinking fund because the goal behind it is that money is going to be used. It's going to be spent. So it's your, but you budget around it, right? So that way it's not, it's, you're not caught off guard, right? You start to realize, okay, do I really need whatever I'm trying to pay for? But if, if I do still need it or even want it, right? Even if it's still a want, right? At least you've paid for it and you paid for it in full. You paid for it in cash and you haven't used like credit cards or personal loans to, to, to make those purchases. I would think in the in the area of purchasing something big, we use boat for an example. You wouldn't have buyer's remorse if you go that way because you've already set your mind and I'm getting it. And then you you really appreciate it more because I'm not in debt for it. I saved for it. And, mm-hmm. and that really leads into saving, too. And we learned this from 2020 big time, the importance of having an emergency fund. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, the, it's 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 so crucial it's like almost it's like the fundamental part of anyone find anyone's personal finances is having that resource right having the funds available immediately in the event of an emergency and the emergency could be you know oh my gosh i've lost my i lost employment my spouse lost employment employment um you know we had an emergency an emergency in our household where our oldest uh, was in a car accident, hmm. right? So cars totaled, and he needs a car, right? So was he okay? Yeah, co- co- completely okay, co- completely fine. Good. Um, but you know, luckily we had funds available to purchase a new car, right? And so it's one of those things that we. It's not. You know, it's not sexy, right? You're not going to talk to your best friends about, oh my gosh, I have three to six months of my expenses like sitting in cash, right? It's <laughs> right. not, it's not water cooler talk. Sexy when you need it, though. <laughs> it's it's so sexy when you need it, right? <laughs> it's so sexy when you it's need it. It's not water cooler talk, but it's water heater talk when your water heater goes <laughs> out. And you got the money to get a new one. I'm going to use that. It's water heater talk. I like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, things like that, right? You, you, water heater goes out, right? You need the cash to, to buy a new one. HVAC unit goes out. Cash for it. Tires, cash for it, right? So by by having that emergency fund there, it, it sets you up for success in the event that something happens that you weren't planning for, right? And the temptation goes away of having to use credit cards, right? Having to go into debt. If we know that in pocket, in this side pocket here, we have cash available. Mm-hmm. You know, just a quick aside, I used to call water heaters hot water heaters until somebody said, you know, that's really redundant. 
to say hot water heater. Oh, right. And then um, I we call traffic lights stop lights, but that's really negative because it's only a stop command 50% of the time. <laughs> so it, it's also a go light. It also, it's also go light and or slow down light. Or the yellow uh, means either caution or for some it means speed up. For I'm speed up, sure. right. <laughs> you know, looking at the emergency fund, another emergency, and I was thinking about the reason to save up is those surprise expenses that come in. Like, for instance, every year I think I'm doing great this month, and then I'm hit with something like, you know, the, something simple like the property tax on my vehicle mm. or something like that. It's going to happen, right. but you you budget for those things that happen every month. But I think we all forget about those surprises. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, the, the the surprise, um, you know, and sometimes it's good things, right? Sometimes it's a surprise visit from a family member, right? Or or uh, working from home, right? So maybe all of a sudden, okay, well, I've got to buy some equipment, right? Maybe a new laptop, maybe a couple of monitors, maybe a desk, maybe uh, some chairs, some furniture to set up a home office, right? Good surprises, right? Because now all of a sudden you are, maybe your boss said, okay, right now we're going to work 100% remote, right? Good, because mm-hmm. you don't have to travel, right? You avoid traffic, avoid those stop signs, you know, maybe spend some more time with family. So good surprise, right? But you got to set yourself up. And so you have the funds available to set up your home office, right? So it's good surprises. Yeah. But again, it's all about being able to to have those funds available at the drop of a dime in that event. Which is why it's important as we move to have the importance of having a budget to not only budget for those expenses you know of, but I know that you have the emergency fund because life happens, but you need to budget in those those things that don't come up every month, but the ones that are semi-annual or quarterly mm-hmm. expenses. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes it easy, right? So that way, you know, if you, I find monthly just very systematic, right? So mm-hmm. if you have, like I know, most some people pay their um, their car insurance right semi annually right so you get a bit, bit of a break bit of a discount if you pay semi annually or maybe their life insurance premiums right sometimes you get a discount if you do it annually uh, I have clients that are that do like lump sum contributions towards like their IRAs or their Roths right yeah um, so they'll just do you know beginning of the year they'll do a lump sum six grand seven grand into their Roth IRAs. But what they what they what they've done is they've saved, you know, five hundred bucks a month into a sinking fund, and then when six thousand is available because they've saved over the course of twelve months, go ahead put a lump sum contribution into their Roth and they're and they finalize and they've made the Roth contribution for that year. So things that that you know that happen semi annually, right, or yeah. or one or annually, right, again. I find more success when you just kind of put it within your budget, right? Just put it part of your budget, have it as part of your budget and start saving for it. You know, personally, what I do, you know, we have, you know, uh, uh, when you have, when you have kids, right? Expenses just mm-hmm. come out of nowhere. Yes, right? they do. <laughs> oh, yearbook. Oh, how much is the yearbook? <laughs> right. Oh, I want to join the soccer team. Oh, how much is your, how much are uniforms? How much right? is that? How, oh, you got, or gonna, just taking oh, them out to eat. I remember my dad, when I would order in a restaurant when I was a kid and, and he would say, now don't forget your eyes might be bigger than your stomach. What he was thinking about <laughs> is I'm ordering everything on the menu. Cha-ching. Yeah. And then you get one bite and that's it. Right. And it's like, 
I said, great. I just spent, <laughs> you know, $20 on, right. on a meal that you're never going to eat. Uh, but yeah, things like that, right? So I put a certain amount every month for just expenses for uh, activities, kids' activities. Mm-hmm. And it's just there, right? And sometimes, some months we use it, some months we don't, right? But it just accumulates and piles up. And all of a sudden, if it's like, hey, I want to join the soccer team and uniforms are, you know, 200 bucks. It's like, all right, we have it, right? So that's something that I do personally. It's a good idea. But again, but it's it's not an event that happens every single month, right? Once soccer season's over, we don't need, we don't need, you know, uh, we're not making any more payments on Mm -hmm. it. But at least we've been able to save consistently throughout the month, throughout the year. And so that there's when these surprises happen, we have the funds available. And that's not part of my emergency fund, right? That's right. something separate. That's just a sinking fund that we use knowing that this fund is going to be spent, right? But it's part of budgeting. And that's why, that's why I hate using the word budget sometimes because it's, it's something that sounds so, so constraining, right? It's so a spending plan. Here's your spending plan because your money is going to be spent. You right? know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know Either you is. have a plan for your money or your money is going to have a plan for you. One, one or the other. That's right? a good so, way to look at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'd rather have the I'd rather plan on what I want to do with my money versus the other way around. Well, you mentioned Roth and, and tools for, for you know, of course, ultimately saving for retirement. And that's something else we're going to look at on the podcast today. Uh, also, getting out of debt and some other just really good financial moves in your life. That's the subject of the podcast, Your Finances Untangled Today, and there is more to come. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial planning in all areas including taxes estate planning insurance cash flow and budgeting they even offer customized personal websites for clients the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch that's cloudvestors that's cloudvestors.com your finances untangled with Mo Param. Mo is discussing the good financial steps in your life and, and the, really the things you should look at doing. And some areas, of course, you may need to improve. And we're going to be covering all of that and getting ready for retirement. It's uh, it's the subject of the podcast today. And by the way, too, Mo shared with me, as he often does, uh, a great article from uh, DaveRamsey.com. And uh, of course, Cloud Vesters is a firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. We'll put a link up to this article because he's got some great tips too for your financial life uh you know i mentioned hot water heater being the saying that is being redundant you know what else is redundant mo what's that when people put chili on cheeseburgers because it's ground beef on top of ground beef if you think about it i mean i I don't put a roast beef on my steak (laughs) i've never thought about that have you ever had a chili burger I've never had a chili burger, but I've had a chili dog. Okay, well, yeah, that's good, and that's not redundant because it's chili on who knows what. (laughs) We don't know (laughs) what's in a hot dog. But have you ever had uh, coleslaw on your cheeseburger? 
No. Or hot dog, for that matter. Well, that's good. You should try it sometime. I'm not a big fan of coleslaw. You're not? Okay, well, then you wouldn't no. like it. Okay. <laughs> well, then you wouldn't like but, that. <laughs> but I'll try it, you know. like uh, No, if you, you don't know, like my, coleslaw. My palates have changed over over time. So maybe, maybe, maybe you know, the new me. I'm, I'm, all, I'm turning 40 this year, right? So maybe the 40-year-old Mo will like coleslaw. You know what? I think it was 40-year-old Dave that started liking coleslaw. So you may be onto something. Maybe. <laughs> well, we're looking at your financial life and what you should be doing. We talked about this. Let's start off with this. We talked about this last uh, podcast with debt to income ratio, but you got to pay off your debt, blow it up, get rid of it. You got to pay off your debt. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, you know, unfortunately we, we live in a, we live in a society that, that again, like I talked about, we talked about earlier in the first segment about the microwave society, right? There's a lot of ways that people just want to to just grab on and just purchase and make purchases and consume and just get things now, now, now. And, and because of that, most people are getting into debt, right? And so we've seen a lot of consumer debt, you know, student loan debt, you know, mortgages, and that can be considered a good debt, right? But, but at the end of the day, debt is you owe someone money, right? And they're making money off the fact that you owe them. So, it can limit you, right? It can limit you from certain opportunities. It can uh, play impact on, on you know, if you have too much debt, well, now you're going to tr- try to purchase a car. Well, the interest rate that you get on your car loan may increase because of all the debt that you have, right? So it can be such a limiting, uh, it can limit the opportunities that are presented in front of you if you have too much debt. And not to mention the stress level of, you know, seeing those bills pile up and pile up and, you know, maybe dodging uh, creditors, right? So if you have debt, right, there's nothing you can do about the past, right? I'm not here to wag my finger at you. But if you do have debt, build a plan, right, to get yourself out of debt. And so we like the snowball method, which is you take to, you take, you line up your debts and you take the smallest balance and then you pay the minimum balance for all your other debts, right? So I don't care what the interest rates are. You're just looking at how much you owe, take the smallest balance, and then use every additional dollar that you have towards paying off that debt while paying the minimum balance for everything else. And then once that smaller debt is paid off, you'll have a sense of accomplishment. You feel like you've, we're making some changes, we're making some moves. We can move forward to the next to the next debt and just snowball that method over and over again until you're paid off. You know, I was going to get your take on this because we think of debt as, and we always think, I, I do, uh, when you think of, I think of well, like credit card debt. Mm-hmm. But here, here's my point on another kind of debt. I think um, it's standard debt, and it's probably the best, it could be the best debt you ever had. But I wonder sometimes if people uh, get into something a little over their head. When I remember, when I go back to visit the small town I grew up in, and I ride through the old neighborhoods where my friends lived, and I look at their houses, and they were all, back then, they seemed big to me, but they were just little, modest houses houses and mm-hmm. the houses that just average houses for people today back when I was growing up we would have thought they were mansions right. and and it's like people are just in it seems like the houses get bigger and bigger and bigger Does sometimes it, it, mortgages looked at as a, as good debt but is it good debt if you get into a house that really it's above your means and is that happening a lot now do you, do you oh, think yeah yeah people are upside down on their houses I mean they mm-hmm. were, you know if you think about 2008 right predatory lending um, the 
housing the housing collapse the housing uh, industry collapse yeah. is because at some at some points people are being offered the uh, I remember put it this way I remember when I was I believe I was 18 years old I just started college and I wanted to get a bank account because I, I, I had a, a on-campus job and I just said all right I'm gonna be a big boy put some put my big boy pants mm. on and get a bank account well I opened up the bank account I won't tell you the name of the bank but the the banker said I qualified for a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage. <laughs> wow! Wow! Right? Yeah. And I was so excited. Right? Uh, this is in New York City where I'm from. Oh, well, and then so they gave you a one room <laughs> studio <laughs> apartment. Right? <laughs> but I remember calling my sister. I remember calling her. Uh, she's four years older than me. I remember calling her and saying. Hey, uh, I just got pre I got pre-approved for uh, uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm thinking about buying a. What are, what are your thoughts about buying a condo like in in downtown? <laughs> and you know she slapped sense into me. It was like, well, how are you going to pay for it? Well, the assumption was if the bank is going to give me two fifty, of course I can afford it, right? Some aspects. But you got to right. That's what my mindset was. That's my, when that's you got approved, you thought was. it was like they're saying you want a new home. Yeah, but yeah, you didn't of course win. I can it. afford it on my eight dollar per hour job, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's some people that you know, if the if the numbers look right, right, and the lender is willing to to lend you the money, right? At some aspects, lenders, you know, if they're a bad lender quote-unquote bad lender they can lend you money and especially with a house because they have that asset that they can take back from you if needed um but there are some people that are just over their heads with 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 um you know keeping up with the joneses have a mortgage that they can't afford right and all of a sudden they're upside down what happens if they if if one person loses their job or god forbid both of you lose your job how how are you gonna pay for the house Right. right Um, they're coming in with, you know, three percent down, zero percent down, and they have this 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 huge mortgage on their on their on their plate, and they can't afford it, right? So, you know, a couple of rule of thumbs, right? You don't want to spend more than twenty five percent of your take home on housing costs, right? And that means your mortgage payment, PMI, taxes, insurance, no more than HOA, right? No more than twenty five percent. Okay, and that includes mortgages, and then that also includes rent. Right, twenty five percent of your take home should not, no more than twenty five percent of your take home take home should be uh, directed towards the structure of where you live. Uh, if you're going to buy a house, you know, come in with ten to twenty percent. You know, twenty percent uh, down payment avoids PMI. Ten uh, percent typically doesn't, but at least puts us in a good headway, Helps, right? Yeah. You buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, you're able to put thirty grand down. That's a good start on 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 becoming not house poor. But yeah, you want to make those decisions, right? Even though it's the house of your dreams and you see the value of owning, not renting, you still want to make sure that you're not you're not uh uh, putting yourself in a position to fail, right? Well, you, wanna, other, you always want to be uh, putting yourself in a position to succeed. Well, yeah, and going back to my well, growing up in the small town, nobody had an HOA. I mean, my dad had a John Deere lawnmower, and <laughs> and then he, and he had me. And right. you know what right. I'm saying? And now, so there are additional expenses that nowadays with homeowning, homeownership that we didn't have mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me. If you make one extra payment a year, it's ridiculous how much time that knocks off, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I spoke to someone the other. Uh, when did I make? 
two days ago maybe and um she makes she makes an extra extra principal payment on her um on her mortgage every month every month yeah i mean she is she is trying to pay that puppy off no fast doubt. um but yeah making an additional um, payment on your uh, on your mortgage saves interest right and can save years on take years off your mortgage well now we move to the we've got about five minutes here the rapid fire portion of the show your finances untangle starring mo param by the way mo's guests next week include buddy hackett john davidson <laughs> jimmy stewart uh so we let's let's we talk retirement a lot but let's let's hit you want to just kind of close it out on preparing for retirement and what the the, the best strategies yeah we can do that we can knock it out so preparing for retirement right uh first and foremost you want to get a sense of when you would like to retire. I mean, that's that's the first step that we talk with our clients is uh, with is okay. When do you want to be in a position to retire, right? Uh, and retirement is different, right? I call it as financial independence. Right? When do you want to be in a position where working is an option, not necessarily a necessity? Mm-hmm. Uh, so once we figure that out, we backtrack and say, okay, well, we need X amount of dollars uh, to uh, to retire. Depending on your age, maybe we'll factor in Social Security as being, you know, the the foundation of your income during retirement. But now where do we sock money away? Where do we start putting money away? And I like if we can strive for 15 percent of your gross income put towards saving for retirement. Right. Whether that's your 401k through your employer for three B. Um, simple IRA, SEP IRA, depending on what you have through your employer, um, you want to at least start there, especially if they have a match, right? If they have a match, you want to at least start contributing up to that match. That is free money. So if they're, if your company is matching 6% of your contributions, you want to at least start putting in 6%, right? So you put six, your company puts in six. Mm-hmm. That doesn't count towards your 15, right? So don't say, okay, well, they put six, I have six. <laughs> so that means uh, 12% of my retirement is being saved. Yes, but we still have another 9% because- At least don't want, count their want, six. Their yeah, six. don't count their six as your 15, yeah. right? Um, then we look at our other options, right? Maybe we, we may look at a Roth IRA, depending on your income, uh, to start saving. That allows you to start building tax-free income during retirement, right? Six thousand if you're under fifty, seven thousand if you're over fifty. Um, but those are places we're going to look at, right? Then you then you might max out your your IR your four hundred one k, right? That's nineteen five. If you're under fifty, twenty six grand. If you're over fifty, but if you can strive for fifteen percent of your of your gross, not your take home, but your gross, right? putting it away, socking it away for towards retirement. That is just, that is the way to start. Right. And and, it, and that's a goal, right? Sometimes you might not be able to, right? If you have debt, if you have other expenses that you're, that you just can't sock away 15, mm-hmm. that's what we're striving for. Right. that's what we're pushing our clients towards doing. If you can do more, great. We'll find other options, but we want to at least start to, to be on the track to start saving 15% of our gross income. And finally, in your financial life, you need to be properly insured. But those are, I mean, there are strategies in making the decisions on your, your overall insurance. Yeah. Another not sexy talk, right? No one right. talks about Yeah. Uh, I mean, we wish we didn't planning. have to have it, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> are y'all doing the show? 
Oh, ladies and gentlemen, a special guest. It's Andrew Nida joining us on the podcast. Andrew Nida, welcome. Welcome. I'm here. Uh, okay, Stand by, Andrew. Andrew has joined us. What an honor, Mo, to have what Andrew honor. Nida of Asset Management Group and Cloud Vestors joining first us time. on the podcast. Yeah. This is the yeah. first time on the podcast. Say hi to the audience. <clears throat> Say hi, Andrew. Hey, 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 it's Andrew. Oh, here we go. Good stuff. Andrew oh. making a cameo here on well, the podcast. We were just talking about getting the right insurance and that how that's just not a, uh, a sexy talk that anyone wants to have with their friends uh, or, you know, their circle of influence. But really getting the right insurance is it's, it's key when it comes to making sure your personal finances are taken care of. So things like auto insurance, right? Making sure that you have full coverage, homeowners or renters uh, insurance, making sure that you have the bright coverage in the event of, you know, we had tornadoes coming by our area the other day, you know, making sure you have the right coverage in case there's any damage. Umbrella policies, depending on your net worth, right? If you're, we believe if you have over, you know, half a million net worth, we, we want to at least start getting an umbrella, umbrella policy to protect your home and savings. Health insurance, yeah. right? That's a big, big, a big factor during open enrollment with your employer. Never like a fun conversation. Coverage. No, it was never. Like, nobody who wants insurance, period. <laughs> Life uh, insurance, identity theft insurance. I mean, there's just so many different types of insurance, right? But don't go, don't, you know, don't be overloaded or overwhelmed by it. But again, working with an advisor, right? That's, that's what we do. You know, working with a fiduciary advisor, we work with our clients to make sure that these blind spots are taken care of. Well, it's, it's holistic planning for their financial life. Yeah, yeah. I know. Absolutely. I know I jumped in real quick, but 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 the biggest key too, like you're saying, Mo, is you know, sometimes people are oversold the insurance. Um, sold it, you know, they're 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 buying things or sold things in a way that they really they just don't need. You know, so mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, people feel like they're insurance broke, right? Because they're making these payments, you know, like you mentioned to their home and to their auto insurance and life insurance and stuff like that on a regular basis. And, you know, really it's important to make sure that when you're purchasing insurance, uh, that you're getting it for the reason that you need it. And you're not adding a bunch of bells and whistles on there that you don't need, especially when you're also trying to solve for other financial needs in your life, such as, you know, lifestyle, uh, saving for retirement, whatever it may be. So make sure too, that when you're, when you're really looking get this is what I have for coverage that the coverage in which you're paying for is really specific to the need that you have and doesn't get too you know too crazy well let me just mention since Andrew Nida joined and us that Andrew Nida and Mo Param also host a show on specifically on retirement and that is called your retirement untangled and by the way you can hear uh, past radio shows that we've done you can hear this podcast you can see Andrew and Mo on their TV show it's all at cloudvestors.com Mo once again we got uh, podcast number 45 in the can we're looking there forward to is. podcast 50 we're actually going to uh, Mo's going to host another one of his uh, fancy parties like he did at Christmas for the podcast <laughs> staff and we're going to have just a big celebration to celebrate 50 uh, podcasts and that's coming soon in the meantime you just wait <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, be a shindig. I, there are rumors that Mo is looking into hiring the uh, the band from the 80s, Loverboy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know if that's true. 
Dave, that was our that was a surprise. Oh man, that was okay, surprise. sorry, let the cat out of the bag. Well, Mo, let's do it again next week. Andrew, great to have you on. We'll be doing the radio show with you soon, and um, great stuff as always. Like, share, rate, and stay with us on your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.